Welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estates. And I'm Madison Kilmer, a local realtor and part of the Icon Real Estate team. We are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. And we want you to be informed, savvy real estate consumers in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Welcome to episode 100, everyone. Whoa, yes, 100 (laughs) episode. And we have sound effects to go along with it, too. How crazy is that? (laughs) Yes. Welcome to the 100th episode, everyone. We want to celebrate. Thank you, the listening audience, obviously, for being a part of this for this long. And it's it's a milestone, right? It is. It's kind of cool. Something to celebrate. And you are here with us. Megan, unfortunately, she is still part of our team. She is still not able to join us today. We want to give her well wishes, a shout out. Megan, we love you. Come back soon. We need you. And one of, you know, one of the better friends of mine here at Icon and you're you're right next to her too Madison yes. so yes I appreciate you being here and a part of this Thank you. I don't know what number episode this is for you four five four. six looking good I love it I'm getting more confident I'm feeling ready to go feeling ready to go <laughs> we have a lot of content to get to you guys here today but just for the fun of it you know let's let's kind of go back to the past and think through where Iconic Talk has been the very first episode was with uh, my co-owner friend Dave Spence we got interesting comments about that episode did you know that I didn't yeah I mean people liked it it was fun and special and unique Um, the takeaway that people had from that first episode was they thought all icon real estate was all about was playing fun hip-hop music on Fridays that that was the takeaway from what Dave Spence shared with everybody. All the other fun news and information about where icon real estate came from with that first episode some of the feedback that we got was Really? All you care about in an office is having Hip Hop Friday? I, I don't know. Might have to go back and listen to that one again. But. I mean, <laughs> it is true. We have fun on Fridays. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Tomorrow, this coming Friday, it's going to be no different. We've got a team meeting coming up. It's going to be crazy. But um, anyway, that I have to go back to the very first episode. Another key episode that I know Megan would share was one of her favorites was Barry Lee. Interviewing Barry Lee, iconic kind of radio personality of Winchester, was amazing. He made our jobs so much easier um, because sometimes you have guests on who are a little scared, intimidated um, to be on. I mean, what was your first time like being a guest here? Um, Well, I thought we were going to prepare, and then you told me we don't do edits, we don't do cuts, we just have fun, and then I got very, very nervous, Uh but I didn't have long to be nervous Uh because you told me that about... 30 seconds there before you, you said, no, let's go. We're going. Let's so. <laughs> go. Let's go. But Barry Lee stands out because he obviously wasn't nervous at all. He knew exactly how to communicate clearly. And he's, he was a fun, special guest. Yeah. Um, I just value a lot of the um, local interviews that we've had where we've spotlighted things that are happening, whether it be charities in town. Um, Winchester Rescue Mission, to me, stands out as another one. Um, talking to lawyers like Josh Hummer, who just goes out of his way to help with elderly care and things like that. Um, we we had uh, Julie Teets on and, and her family for the work that she's doing um, in town with because of how her daughter had passed. Um, and she's just raising money to build an amazing house um, for just the family members of families who are going through issues with that. I mean, just so I'm and proud her son took of over that. Too. So now it's her yes. son as well. Yeah. So yes. it's a whole family ordeal and it's 
it's an incredible I can just go on and on. I mean, yes, I like the fact that we are giving real estate information, but I'm more proud of the fact that we are uniting the community and sharing what's happening in town. So um, I'll put you on the spot since you've only been around for a little bit. (laughs) What what stands out to you from Iconic Talk? Um, I definitely came in with the perspective that I was supposed to talk all real estate, which made Mm. me very nervous because I am a new agent. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually really appreciated the laid back environment that we could actually just sit and talk. And kind of what you said is it's so much more than real estate. Being an entrepreneur or a small business owner or just any active community member, you need to know what's going on and see what's out there. And I think so many people miss all of the amazing things that Winchester has to offer. So I love that we're shedding a spotlight on that. Um, I found out about a couple awesome, uh, about a couple awesome businesses, organizations because of this podcast. And then I told you, we laugh, you had a, uh, septic and well person Uh, on. Sure. And that started very heated debate at our dinner table. (laughs) Um, I remember I'm sitting there and my mom's saying that she hasn't pumped our septic in five years. And my brother's having a whole panic attack to my right Uh saying that Uh you got to listen to the podcast. And so we thought that was super funny that it's sparking conversation. Um, and just getting people engaged, even if it's not interest in real estate. It's so, yeah. so much more than that. Yeah, so much more than that. And obviously, we want to be educational for you, the listening audience, about real estate, because that is our expertise. But we really want to bring the community together. So that that is just a little pat on our backs of how we are liking it. But we want to hear from you guys, the listening audience, as well. Um, and, and historically, we haven't done this as much lately, because maybe just we the hosts got bored of these questions but the question the iconic questions that we would ask um all of our guests at the end of the show the the top ones were what are your what's your favorite restaurant um i feel like village square got a big shout out for for the majority of it yeah everyone loves village square. everyone loves village square um i i feel like that um Pizzoco got a few different shout outs and i feel like um it, you know it's funny how some people just uh really came out of the blue with some good good places yeah. bonnie blue was was one oh absolutely that, that stood out i think a few different people mentioned them so you can go down the list and go back to each episode and you'll hear the the people's responses about that but the key question that i i feel like always got a similar answer is why is winchester a cool place to live um you know what makes winchester so special mm-hmm. um i don't even think i haven't asked you this so we're gonna put put you on the <laughs> on the spot because you are somewhat of a townie, right? Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. through and through. Born and raised. Yes. Um, so give us your take, because I know what you're going to say is similar to everybody else, but what makes Winchester <laughs> a cool place to live? Now I feel pressured to be unique. Yes. Um, no, don't be unique. So, I mean, born and raised, it really comes down to two things, the community outreach and activism that you can be a part of if you want to be involved, and just the opportunity for growth. Mm. I know growing up, I definitely complained, as did all of my peers, you know, we got to get out, it's a small town, blah, blah, blah. But watching the growth from my family standpoint, seeing my family members grow businesses here, and then getting involved myself, there's mm-hmm. just so, so much to offer, mm-hmm. and it's growing so rapidly, and it, it shows. It's because, mm-hmm. lo- I mean, and the location. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that it is growing because we did have um, guests on who were part of the planning and uh, zoning from Frederick County, and they used the word slow growth in mm-hmm. a way that really stuck and rung true with me of like, yeah, there, we're, there's intent, there's purpose in how the growth is happening. Yeah. Um, 
to where we're not stagnant, but there is this slow progressive growth. So that was another interesting episode to go back through. But I think the common answer that I remember hearing is the people. What makes Winchester a cool place to live? What makes it so special? And time after time, it's the people that people are, that everyone relates to. I, I have several friends and people who came from you know the north new england and that's just always known to be like a rough and tumble you know you know get out of my way kind of crowd and they're just like they love the fact that they call winchester the south i don't call winchester the south no you know but you know there's right right there in the borderline of you know mason dixon line of where that stands but just how the people stand out you can smile at someone walking down the road and they're not going to look at you like you're a freak they'll wave they'll hold doors for you and again going to a place like costco in town for me the over under of seeing people that you recognize is at least seven or eight people you know when you're shopping you can't go anywhere and and to to put a spotlight on that what we were just talking about and you said people came out of the woodwork with saying about their favorite businesses. Yep. I feel like that's more than, yes, all of those restaurants have amazing service and amazing food, but I think it also comes back to people want to support the small yes. local businesses. Yes. And I think it gives such a good feel for the community um, that people reached out, and I think it was to, to spotlight a favorite business because it means so much to them and mm-hmm. it's impacted them. Mm-hmm. And that Absolutely. just shows the full realm of what Winchester has to offer in yeah. a nutshell. Yep, in a nutshell. And we did hear from you guys, so I'm excited because we didn't really go out of our way to ask for tons of different requests from people on social media but but i do want you to do this because we can put this as a regular segment of hearing from you the listening audience yes we don't have the technology to have like a phone-in call-in show or anything like that maybe we'll get there oh yeah absolutely oh yeah that's a big deal even on podcasts you know, people can call in and they'll they'll leave their name and number and a message and yeah. they'll say, you know, here's what's going on. We haven't gotten to that technology yet. <laughs> you know, we're still very low budget. But we were able to elicit several questions from you guys, the listening audience. And um, you're asking, basically, ask us, the hosts, anything. Fire away. So what are we, we have several different ones. Madison, fire away. Start us All off right. with what questions came in from you, the listening audience. All right, so first one we have is, what is the most challenging part of doing a podcast and staying consistent with weekly episodes? Interesting, good question. Well, I think we kind of halfway answered that by talking, by, by explaining how our goal yeah. is to not just be educational in the real estate world. Um, that would get really old and really boring really quick of yes. trying to talk just Even real estate agents. time after time. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, what yeah. makes it fresh and consistent is promoting the town yeah. and promoting the local businesses and seeing how the community can come together. So that's what makes it easy to give the fresh variety on a weekly basis. But then the real estate market changes all the time. Yeah. So if people want to know about it, this is the place to come because we will still talk about real estate. But yes. the biggest challenge of doing that and staying fresh, honestly, is, uh, is finding time to schedule the guests. People, yeah. people are coming to us saying that they want to be on the show and it's just finding the right time. So we have yeah. to be flexible and, and accommodating the guest schedule. So that's, that's probably my answer. But we're used to it. I mean, in real it. estate, if there's one word you have to be, it's flexible. Flexible. Um, but I also think to, to piggyback off of that is you have to, I'm a strong believer that you have to love what you do and be passionate about it to put your all in. Yep. Um, 
And I think between you, Megan, me being on a couple of times, we all get excited about talking about this stuff. Oh, sure. Putting spotlights in the community. Yep. So even if it's a day where it might be hard to get out of bed or we had to do an early morning the other day, I think at the end of the day, we have fun doing it and we enjoy the feedback that we get. Um, So you just, you make it work. Yep. You make it work. Second question. What else is out there? So what has been the most unexpected benefit of working in real estate? Wow. Hmm? Interesting. Unexpected benefit. Um, I'll try to make this short and sweet, but I do have an answer for you. Okay. Um, As a whole, my natural personality is an introvert. I don't like to be around tons of people. Mm -hmm. I like to be around people more one-on-one in just a setting where I can just get a chance to chat with just you and you alone. Mm -hmm. I don't like big rooms filled with big people. And so you would historically think that as a real estate agent, you're just this outgoing yeah. extrovert kind of person. That's not me. Yeah. So for me, the unexpected benefit of being in real estate is I have grown in that world of being around crowds of people, understanding what it takes to engage people and learning what makes other people tick. And so it's really the interpersonal relationships for me that I have grown in and that has been a benefit to where then I can better relate to a wider mass of people a wider audience base because I'm exposed to more people it sounds weird but here I am in my 40s and I'm still growing and learning you know how to interact with people but that is for me the biggest benefit of real estate is consistently being forced to interact with people and grow in that world. Yeah. How about you? What's your benefit Um, as a newbie in the real estate world? I mean, I tell everybody, I honestly, I love real estate because it checked all of my boxes. I can make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. I am fully in control. Um, I get to help people. I get to have conversations with people and I like to say it's on my time frame, but it's really not. That's one thing that was an unexpected. Um, but It has just given me a drive. I used to be someone that really needed a schedule. I'm ADD. I need to have a strict and real estate every single day looks different. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it's the discipline that's come with and going back on what I said before, I'm passionate about it. Um, So it's just honestly changed my life in so many ways because I love what I do. I'm driven to do it. And if you asked me three years ago, if I would be here, I would I would laugh. Yeah. I, I would be like, yeah. no, I can't get out of bed early in the morning if I don't have somebody <laughs> like calling So me for you, like, <laughs> the unexpected benefit is that you're being more structured and regimented in your days to, yeah. to, to be self-motivated. But it's surprising because I have the most freedom right. and I'm the most, most disciplined. Yeah. So That's that was impressive. very unexpected. That's impressive. Um, but I think it comes back to just loving what you do. Yep. Um, uh, third question. What is one thing, well, this kind of piggybacks off the last one. Nice. What is one thing that you do to de-stress... Huh. Um, maybe after doing an event where you've talked in your social batteries out, um, but you also are a business owner, Mm. an active community member. I know you're involved with a lot of different, um, or a lot of different things in the community, small businesses. And then you're also a husband and a father. Mm. I know you're not an empty nester yet, right? No, not yet. Close. Two months. Couple months away. Um, so what, yeah. What do you do after those long days where you're like, Ooh, I got to recharge my battery. Yeah. Well, like I admitted it, it's not being around other people. My recharging (laughs) is to be by myself. Um, but yeah, it's going home and, uh, I will look for any soccer game to watch on TV. I don't care how 
junky of a league it is, <laughs> I will turn it on and my wife's like, there's another game on. I'm like, well, you know, there's, there's a game on, so I'm going to watch it, you know? Okay. So watching soccer is tops and okay. the more important the game, the more fun it is. Yeah. Um, and I do go to the gym every now and then as often as I can. Okay. And that's a helpful way to de-stress. Um, and then lastly, if I feel like that I haven't gotten enough activity for the day, mm-hmm. um, because constantly time after time, it's like appointment, 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 mm-hmm. driving, sitting, you know, there's not really a lot of that activity. I'll New go take my dog on a walk. You with a thousand questions. New age call, a lot of phone calls. <laughs> oh, Again, I hate that. <laughs> I will go on a, on a walk with my dog around the neighborhood without my phone. And that is amazing. And people are like, why aren't you listening to music? Aren't you listening to a podcast or something? And nope. Give me my peace and silence with my dog walk. There you go. Yeah, no, I think every agent can probably relate to any time without your phone is, is blissful. It's a good thing, right? It's a, it's, it's but, a good thing. But uh, trust me, I'm always on it. Um, side note, my iPad is always with me as well. Being phone yeah. and digital with the iPad and what the world that can do, that's changed my life. But my wife has given it a name because she says it's the other woman in my life. And so I apologize to somebody listening who may or may not have this name, but she gave it kind of what she thinks is a derogatory woman's name. She calls it Betsy. <laughs> so if you hear of um, the word Betsy being thrown around, that's referring to my iPad. Don't be concerned. Yes. No funny business over here. <laughs> there you go. No. All right. Um, so what is behind the scenes as a life of being a realtor? I know sometimes the housing market can be booming or slow. So you constantly are working. Are you constantly working mm. on something? And can you ever find time to get a break? Kind of what we just talked about. These yeah. questions are flowing one after another, not on purpose. They're just, they're just coming in. Yeah. Um, this is a very timely question. So whoever, I can't remember who submitted this one. I would give you credit. Um, Tomorrow in our team meeting for ICON, we're going to be exclusively talking and collaborating as a team of what to do with your downtime because there are seasons in real estate where it gets slower. So what do you do with yourself? Do you sit back and vacation and unplug? There's certainly a time and place for that, but there's also time and place for you to do other things beyond just what the general public thinks a real estate agent does, Mm -hmm. right? What people see as a realtor is yes, you're out there showing houses. Yes. They know you're writing contracts. Yes. You're dealing with paperwork but so many things go on behind the scenes as a real estate agent. So what we're gonna talk about in our team meeting without unveiling too much of our weeds and dirt as an agent is to really unpack what do you do to get the business? What can you do to stay ahead of the curve? Yes, if you're, wor- if you're working on three or four or five deals right now, don't rest on your laurels and be like, mm-hmm. oh, the work is done. What are you doing to pursue the next deal? What are yeah. you doing to pursue the next client? What are you doing to to create more business for yourself. So we call that lead generation Mm -hmm. in our business. And that happens for most salespeople as well. Um, But you constantly have to be pursuing business and learning how to go out and get the business for yourself. So in any person's sales job, you should be thinking that way. Um, I'm also after our agents to say, don't just think that when December comes, the year is over, you take it off. January is the very next month. And yes, you might think in a calendar year that like, yes, I have goals for the year and I set them and met them and it's done. Now I get to refresh. Well, in November, December, you should be thinking about what's happening in January, February, and March. So there's constantly things. If I was going to answer one thing of what goes on behind the scenes, that is, it should be that as a realtor lead generation. And what that looks like can be 
totally different to tons of people. Um, but that is what any good agent should be doing when the housing market slows down yeah. is to constantly find a way to promote yourself and to try to go out there and get business. And even if the market is slow, that doesn't mean that you're not going to run into something where you need to be fully prepared too. Mm -hmm. So you always need to be on your toes. And so to plan ahead, it, I mean, it can't, it can't harm you. It yeah. can only do well. And I try to schedule my days and schedule my weeks in a way that allows for flexibility of mm -hmm. schedule to leave, you know, the time frame between maybe three 30 and five o'clock or five 30 open just for that opportunity so when a lead does call and say hey i want to go show see this house because yeah. the market is crazy you have to be flexible enough to go do that so it's strategically mapping out your day yeah. and your week to give yourself that space yeah you know what i started to do which has worked so well for me actually is instead of making a schedule because i will spend hours and hours on sunday making a schedule and then mm -hmm. Then you no, don't stick with it. Work. Yeah. Well, that or something comes up and then I, <laughs> right. and then everything gets pushed. And so what I do is I have three different categories. I have most time consuming, something you can get done within two hours and then short term tasks. And mm -hmm. I have them all on a dry erase board. Mm -hmm. And then I see how I can file them in each day. Mm -hmm. I have so many that I have to mark off. So that way, if something runs into my day, I don't have the excuse to say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so called me and I had to go and now everything's pushed because things do not get done. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I do. So I make my schedule in the morning, but I can do those things whenever I want. Sometimes I'm up till midnight because I slack. Sometimes they're done at 10 right. a.m. and I'm right. like, ooh, now I've, I've got now the whole good. day. Yeah. Um, and that's I'm very, tip and trick. I, that's good. I like that. And I'll tag on to that. I'll do something kind of similar where mm -hmm. it's almost like top priority things of a checklist of things that I know I need to get done for mm -hmm. the day or for the week. And then lower like wish list kind of items. Mm -hmm. And it's those wish list kind of items that sometimes get pushed to the next week yeah. because you're too busy to get it done. But if you get to those wish list items, um, that's a plus, that's a positive yeah. thing. Cause then you're doing things to grow your business. And this yeah. should go again. This is advice and tips that go beyond real estate. I really think it's anybody who is a salesperson, entrepreneur, doesn't have a boss. You're doing it yourself. You've got to prioritize your times that way. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Love the question. So the next one is, can you share your perspective on the difficult market and share stories from downturns you have survived in the past? Hmm. There seems to be a lot of doom and gloom right now in real estate in the economy as <laughs> general. And I know you guys are very calming. Oh, you have a very calming and reasonable voice. Uh -huh. Would be nice to hear that all is going to be okay. Oh, wow. This is everything going to be okay? Yeah, I think this person needs a little bit of just stroking and just saying, yes, things are going to be okay. A calming, soothing voice. Mm -hmm. Things are going to be fine. The real estate world is not going to go away and crash. Everything, is, does that help? I think so, right? Just talk quieter. Yeah. Yeah, calm and soothe. No, I'm mocking you, sorry. I, I, think, I, I think I remember who submitted this. So I, I'm, he's okay if I'm mocking him. Okay. Um, no, the perspective of the past is, yeah, real estate has ups and downs. It is roller coaster-like. Um, and here we are in our market today that, um, in my mind, it's kind of like a normal real estate market. Houses are not selling super fast, but they are selling. There are buyers out there. They're just a little more hesitant than they have been in years past because of their interest rates. Um, so it's, it's constantly changing. Um, you can't say that anything is normal because it's just reality of what it is. Yeah. I can confidently say that what you may or may not see on a national storyline, whether it be national newspaper, national radio, national TV, national podcasts about how the real estate market is down, 
does not apply to Winchester. Yeah. I'm pretty confident about that because Winchester has this little niche bubble area that is outside of the, the beltway, outside of the big city vibe that is attractive to people to want to move to a town like this. Yeah. We're consistently a top retirement community um, nationally. We're consistently still bringing in business, whether it be big companies like Shenandoah University or the hospital or Trex or government offices. There's so many influx of uh, just employment opportunities that the real estate market is not crashing. It's not a crash of 2008. So the stories of the past, yes, we did survive. I survived the, the crash back then, which is a little different time frame. Um, and I survived based on the idea of knowing that it will get better. Yeah. And a lot of real estate agents tapped out in 2008, 9, 10, because the market dried up. It was a bunch of foreclosures. The, the prices shot downhill really quick. Um, and people got out of the business. You have to have the long-term perspective as an agent. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't hurt to diversify. It doesn't hurt to say, yes, real estate is my, my full-time gig, but there's a few other things that I've got irons in the fire that are allowing me to make money. And that's how I got by. Yeah. And that's helpful. And honestly, uh, I can't remember the statistic, but I think it was about 30% of realtors are not going to renew their license in <laughs> Virginia this year. Yeah. And everybody says that was such a dark, gloomy, um, in a dark, gloomy way, but the way I look at it is, do you want someone that's going to give up when the going gets tough? Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look at that and I'm like, that's great. Right. Uh, that doesn't scare me. Um, if, Fewer if agents, you went the better. To, yeah. If you went to Go a job and you're going to a job interview and a bunch of people are leaving, I mean, I'd say, Hey, this yep. is my time to shine. Yep. It's going to go back up. And I mean, I also ask people one simple question. Are people going to stop buying houses? Nope. I mean, that's, that's literally the core principle of what you need to survive. It's shelter. Yeah. You, it, it's literally, it's always going to be there. Yep. It might be harder, but I mean, nothing worth having is easy. Yeah. And yeah, your budget might change and what you can afford might change and yeah. people will still be doing it. So yeah. love it. Good question though. And I'm sorry for mocking you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next. So how do you feel about the subdivisions that were okayed by the city and county years ago, but they're just now getting built? Oh, I think it's fine. How do I feel about it? I think it's great. I mean, again, it's all about the perspective of what our market and what our Winchester area is doing. Yeah, Yeah. they might have gotten approved several years ago, and it would have been nice for them to have gotten built back then. But right now, um, they're assisting with this Winchester bubble kind of vibe that's going on because, um, man, they're they're flying out the door like hotcakes. Any new construction, they can't keep them. Um, for sale for more than a couple of days. And so there are yeah, subdivisions all around the county. Um, I'm actually going to be closing on one uh, next week. Awesome. Just did a, a walkthrough. And um, they are working hard to keep building those houses. And they're building them. I know affordable housing is always something that people talk about. They're not building huge mansions. Um, some are higher priced than others, but there's a whole variety of price points from four sometimes threes, 300s, 400s to 500s that you're going to be getting. And um, I, I like it. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all that, that it took years for the development to yeah. happen. Yeah. I think it's helpful. There's a lot behind the scenes too, but I mean, I think that that shows people have known the growth of Winchester and what it had to offer yeah. way before everything started. I know I drive now. I still can't get used to the new road. Yeah. I drive all the time. I still go the long way. Cause I over which way, which road, uh, the new bridge, 
Oh, the crossover one. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's that's great. Things like that. It's just I, I grew easier up to get here to Costco. There like, you go. This is crazy. They had yeah. It's just crazy. Yep. So this one was my question. So I'm super excited to ask. Oh it. boy. Okay. So what is one daily habit you think everyone could implement in their life to be more successful? Wow. To be successful. Well, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about of how you as an entrepreneur or as a self-motivated uh, salesperson, how do you exist and how do you be successful? To me, my easy answer is organization. It's being intentional with what you're trying to do each and every day. And it all stems from a bigger picture vision of writing out some sort of a yearly goal, writing out some sort of yearly kind of business plan, if you want to call it that. And then whittling it down to what do you do per each month? What do you do each week? What do you do each day? And if you have a game plan and um, can stick to it, that's what I would suggest drives success. And see, I think that's funny because I think I'm the polar opposite. Yeah. I try. I love to plan and I will sit there and I will spend hours and it sounds so good on paper, but I'm so ADD that it almost never... I I found sticky notes the other day or post-it notes from probably when I was still in college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what I've tried to do is actually, I I really like my list method, but I used to get so overwhelmed. I would look at all of this big picture and yeah, I, I have an end goal. Um, but I, I think day to day, um, just doing one to two consistent practices every single day uh-huh. and building on that is really what leads to success. But I also do strongly believe that you have to love what you do and be passionate. Right. Um, And I think that's something so many people my age struggle with is you get out into the world and it's like, I want to make money and I want to be happy and I feel like I can't do both. Right. Um, Right. And so then I think you start to look at that big picture and you start to frame out the whole one year, two year, five year plan and you look at it and it's just like, oh my gosh, where's the bridge? How do I get there? Uh I think sometimes looking at the smaller steps of what can I do next week? What is doable next week? Yeah, okay. And next month to get to that goal. So I think it kind of builds builds on you. Similar. Um, But I know, especially as a new agent, it just gets super, super overwhelming because you are just all over the place. I love that you said organization because that is the one thing that I need to work on so badly. Real estate has taught uh, me. I also think it really stresses you out how many papers I pull out of my bag on a regular yeah, basis. That's okay. I've never seen you have a piece of paper nope. in your hand in I my hate life. Paper. I hate paper. Um, but no, I think I do think it really just comes down to motivation and you're you're in control of your life. If you want to get where you want to be and you have that five year goal, ten year plan, uh no one's stopping you but you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do hate the idea that, oh, you can do anything you want. Just just try and, and, you know, put your mind to it and you can succeed. Well, yes and no. I mean, come on. Okay. Maybe set realistic goals so yes. you're not let down. I'm, I'm not a fan of, I, yes, I'm not a fan of those, you know, kind of Hallmark-like cards that, you know, will suggest that, yes, you can be anything that you can you want to be. Well, there's, uh, come on, reality and limitations. But when it comes to running a business that we do, like real estate, yeah, yes, you, you can motivate yourself in a way that you can be successful. So, But I'll, it is, it's easy to get really mm-hmm. wrapped into mm-hmm. everything that people, I think people, I, I, I laugh about it all the time, the, the market to marketing to agents mm-hmm. is almost bigger than real estate agents and I won't dive deep into it but it's just so funny to me because I was talking to my brother the other day and I said 
they're really feeding on the week over here because they know that we're all <laughs> we're all trying to get you know they promise that easy that easy fix or something uh-huh. I just think it's so funny because you said don't shoot for the I mean there are some no you're not going to get a thousand leads in a in a week if you pay someone a thousand dollars yeah <laughs> no there's yeah there, there's a lot of fluff so out there you gotta fil- filter through sure. realistic lists and motivation do we how many more questions we have i think we're we've got uh, go for yeah yeah uh two more real quick what do we got we'll wrap it up yep so do you think they need to be re-evaluated based on the current state of the area oh that was infrastructures that was back to the neighborhood question that was a follow-up of that okay yeah yeah so yeah we already addressed that all right so final question and this is also one that um kathy submitted um what does the market look like for buying properties, rentals, that can be a source of income. Uh, so we just spoke about it. She had some questions to follow up. We talked about what our landlord's looking for oh. and what it's like to rent. Uh-huh. But a lot of people also are noticing that this is a really boom in place for owning a rental yep. for passive income. So what do you think the market looks like right now? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's challenging to buy a lower priced house right mm-hmm. now. There are plenty of first time home buyers who are not finding the place they want, mm-hmm. they are up against other multiple offers because anything in like the, you're not gonna find anything in the 100,000s. No. 200,000s, maybe, and then you're pushing 300. So if you are looking to buy something that is gonna be a source of rental income, mm-hmm. generally speaking, you're looking for something in that price range. Um, you're probably not gonna buy a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar house yeah. they're gonna rent. So it is challenging to find those places because if you're an investor, you're also up against those first time home buyers. And that is probably the greatest, widest buyer pool of people that exist in our current market. Are those first time home buyers, people looking in the 200, low 300 kind of range that um, for this person's question could be the sweet spot to have a rental income. Mm -hmm. So it's challenging. But those houses usually don't appraise and people that are doing this for the first time usually need a loan. So that's a whole other problem. That so it's a possibility. Into. So if you are an investor and you have cash, that would trump yeah. other people uh, who have loans. That yeah. would help. Um, there's just not, I, I'm currently right now not flipping many houses because I, I'm very particular in the houses that I look at and there's not many uh, good opportunities out there for how, people who like to flip houses. Yeah. So in the same vein, there's not many good opportunities for people who are looking for the long-term rental potential, unless you are just looking for, um, you know, you're willing to buy something knowing that you might get, you might not get under fair market value. Yeah. You're just going to pay either fair market value or maybe a slight premium with the the hope and knowledge that over 10, 15, 20 years, it will appreciate because it will. Yeah. And so if you're willing to stick it out for the long term, find a house. Um, so the kind of house that I would look for would be um, down the road that would have the largest number of buyers that would be willing to buy it when you're ready to cash out. So um, houses that are in neighborhoods that are near shopping houses that are near school systems, houses that so have location is location for rentals is far more greater than getting the right price point if you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. So I would be shopping for those kind of places. And it might be a 350, 375 kind of place. Um, because people are willing to spend upwards of $2,000 yeah. and plus a month to rent. So you need to make sure that you are smart and not overpaying to where like the mortgage is above the rent. Yeah. Do your math, think smart, um, but think long-term. Yeah. 
And I'd like to get your opinion on this actually, but I've noticed so far that a lot of good rental or investment properties that people have come across um, don't hit the active market. It's usually, um, so that's a really important part is if you are interested and you want someone to help you look or um, with how competitive it is right now, you do need somebody that has the connections. Mm Yep. Yep. To be able to find one because when they hit the market, um, you usually see the ones that have been sitting for 100 plus days and then people are very, very anxious with the investment property of what's going on. There's nothing wrong with insider trading in real estate. If you have a friend or know somebody who's going to buy or sell a house, just do it. Some people just don't want the the yard, you know, the sign in the yard. They don't want the attention. They don't want to deal with it. And that's, that's something that I've worked really hard to make connections with. Yeah. I'm working with somebody right now who I'm as a real estate agent, helping them through that process, coaching them and guiding them. Um, so it's still possible to use an agent and I would suggest Mm -hmm. that because he uh, is an older gentleman and has found it to be very challenging when he thought he could easily do this himself. So just putting that out there, you still (laughs) use a real estate agent if you have that insider knowledge because it's helpful and it'll help you make the process easy and smooth and streamlined. Well, those were amazing questions, everyone. Thank you so much for submitting all those. You know, we also asked you just for your overall feedback. um, Here's some quotes that we've received over the last few days. First of all, um, this comes from one of our friends, Matt. He says, my favorite part of the podcast is how it incorporates local businesses to share their stories of what they do and how they got started. It also brings on guests to share knowledge of the field that they're in and how it ties to real estate. I love that. That's cool. I do. That's yep. awesome. So next one we have from our friend Roger. He said, what I like most about Iconic Talk is the diversity of guests on your that you interview. Whether business leaders, people involved with nonprofits, or members of local government, it's a great it's great to hear the voices of varied perspectives on what I get or what it takes to continue to grow Winchester mm-hmm. into the kind of town that people will want to live and work in. Yep. Cool. Uh, Josh says... It's a quick and easy way to get good information about the town of Winchester, as well as knowledgeable information about the real estate market, along with local businesses within Winchester as well. So yeah, yeah. they're getting it. I like it. I love how these all have a little bit of the same tone. Uh-huh. So I think it's, yeah. And then from Kathy, she said, the podcast is informative, easy to understand, not boring or technical, and it's very laid back and easy to listen to. And I really like that. Cool. And another Matt, um, this is Matt L says, I like the variety of guests you have on each week. That's easy. And then our final one is from Patrick. He said, I like the local event updates and community happenings the most. No kidding. Wow. This is not planned, people. That is an amazing segue. So, Patrick, thank you for leading us into local local events. events. Yay. Here we go. Local events. So, it is 4th of July weekend, everyone. There's all kinds of stuff happening. What do you see, Madison, in the upcoming future, next few days? Yes. So, first, to kick it off, this Saturday at the Breed Family Vineyards, there is a Champagne Saturday event. So, that'll be on July 1st. And then, to kick off the July or 4th of July, we've got on the third, the Rockin' Independence Eve. Mm-hmm. That's from four to 10 and that's on North Loudon street. Yep. And um, then they're doing the fireworks at Jim Barnett park, but there is mm-hmm. sounds like an amazing downtown vibe happening there yeah. on the third. I had no clue. So I'm going to check that out for sure. And then I'm also going to be doing the July 4th 4k. Um, it's called the judges giving back. It's going to start at Hanley at 8am and I would love for someone to come do it with me hmm. because running is not my strong hmm. suit, but I've made it a goal. <laughs> I did my, I did my race of the year. Sorry. Off, I'm, I'm and done. you did well, so you even 
Just yeah. quit while you're quit ahead. <laughs> I did my two races, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and then we've got the Middletown 4th of July Parade, where they will have food, craft vendors, softball and cornhole tournaments, mm-hmm. live music, kid-friendly games, and they will have veteran recognition. Yep. And then they'll end the night with more fireworks. And then we also have the Sharando Park fireworks. Mm-hmm. Did you mention that? I don't no, know. You, we no. have so many fireworks. Those, I are, can't the, keep those up. are the big ones there. Definitely downtown. But so it's funny and it's cool how they space them out a little bit, right? So the city yeah. is on the third and then the county of Sharando is on the fourth. Mm-hmm. So you can see fireworks multiple nights in a row. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, summer, uh, a couple uh, last weekend, I went to Shenandoah Summer Music Theater and I saw the show um, Jersey Boys. And that's still going on this weekend. Yes. Um, the, they announced that it was the first sellout that they have had since 2019. That's awesome. And it's not because of the theater. It's just because of COVID, right? Yeah. And People so are excited. That, so it, it was a really amazing show. Um, I, honestly, I didn't know the storyline going into it. So I came in fresh. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. And I learned so much more about this um, this musical group i'll just put it out there if what you don't know what it is i don't i don't know anything about jersey boys it's not the name of the group i'm not gonna give oh, okay. it away that's oh, okay. the name of the place the name of the musical okay but it is a kind of narrative storyline about a band from 50s 60s 70s generation oh, so that awesome. there you go i'll put it out there for you great show I have to check it out. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode and look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us, and we would love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can tell them that we can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simi Battaglia, and our social media queen, Liv Gordon. Until next time, think iconic. Iconic.